Ivan, and welcome to this week's episode of the Amberlight Public Speaking Podcast. This is episode 7, Using Keynote for Presentations. Before we start, I just want to let you know that this podcast has no sponsor. There's no sponsors where they're trying to sell you mattresses or stamps or audiobooks or any of that. I don't get funding for this from any other sources, so I would encourage you to support the podcast by other means. The best way to support me is by buying the Amberlight Speech Timer app in the App Store for iPhone and iPad. It's an app you can use to time your speeches either while you're practicing or as the timekeeper of your Toastmasters or debating club. You can also use it instead of a traffic light system for your club. It's very flexible and I'm very proud of it. If you want to know more, go to amberlightapp.com. That's all one word, amberlightapp.com. The link is also in the show notes. I'll also mention some other ways to offer support at the end of this episode. But for now, let's get started. On this episode, I want to talk about my preferred technical setup for presenting slides. Now, I should admit that I prefer not to present with slides if I can. When I present, I want to be the centre of attention. That way I have better control over the audience's attention. The other problem is slides can also be distracting for me in a number of ways. In preparation, they take extra time to prepare on top of my speech and they take longer to practice and hone. I believe audiences connect with people, not slide decks, so this feels to me like an unwelcome distraction from nailing my speech. It can also be a distraction for me while I'm presenting because slides are just another thing I have to worry about. But there's no getting around it. Sometimes you need to show people what you're talking about and that means you need slides. Whenever I have used slides, People have been very curious about the equipment I use and I get lots of questions about my setup. So I thought I'd talk about it here and talk you through it. When people ask me what I use, I start by telling them I use Apple's Keynote. The next question is usually, what's that? PowerPoint has become the de facto slide presentation software to such an extent that most people are unaware of any of the alternatives. People think you want to do slides, you've got to use PowerPoint. And this is a shame. Keynote is easy to use, but it's also able to produce very handsome slides with excellent quality animations. It has some very nice built-in templates and I find it looks great on large screens. Apple are well known for their excellent design and they've clearly brought all their skills to bear in making Keynote. And hey, if Keynote was good enough for Steve Jobs, it's probably good enough for you too. I use Keynote on my iPad. There are a few reasons for this. First, I like to travel light, and it seems overkill to me to carry a big expensive laptop around just to do a slideshow. Secondly, I'm certain that most of the technological problems people have with their presentations are down to using a laptop. Let me explain why I think that is. Even with the best will in the world, laptops change all the time. Software updates happen in the background and the impacts of this can be unpredictable. 
You can also have the impact on corporate laptops of changes that the IT department make over the network. And on top of this, you have the constant threat of malware and viruses that you might pick up along the way. In short, laptops can change a lot all the time. And so it's hard to predict what could affect your presentation on the day. A software change could clash with the software that runs your remote control. An update could affect your fonts. A system policy on your network could delete your images unexpectedly. The thing about an iPad is that it's much more resistant to these changes. Sure, you probably need to avoid any software updates on your iPad before a big presentation. I'd recommend that you do. But I find that it's just much more reliable. So far, my presentation setup has never let me down. The next part of my setup is a VGA connector for my iPad. Funnily enough, while technology has moved on in every other respect, it seems the only connection you can rely on when you turn up for a presentation is VGA. I've bought the official Apple connector and I have to say it works brilliantly. I will give one piece of advice however. On one occasion, and it has only happened once, I plugged in the VGA connector for a practice session and it just wouldn't come up on the connected external screen. A reboot of the iPad sorted it out. Now I always ensure that I reboot the iPad a few minutes before I'm due to connect. For example, when I had to do a presentation for a job interview recently, I rebooted it while I was waiting in reception, just so I could feel confident I wouldn't have any connection issues when I entered the room. My last bit of kit is my iPhone. A really great feature of Keynote is that you can use it as a remote control for another instance of Keynote. This is fantastic. I start Keynote up on my iPad and it's connected to the screen with my presentation ready to go. I then fire up Keynote on my iPhone and I just tap the remote control icon. They both connect and suddenly I can control the iPad with the iPhone. And it's beautiful to use. The iPhone simply allows me to swipe across the screen with my thumb to advance the slides. If I look at the screen on the iPhone, I can see a small version of the slide currently on the iPad screen, and I can see the annotations for my slides. I can also jump forward and back to a specific slide as well. It's just really great. Personally, while I'm presenting, I never look at the iPhone screen when I use it as a remote. I simply keep it in my hand, at my side, and just slide my thumb across the screen. One word of caution about this is a recently added feature to Keynote. Keynote can now run in portrait or landscape orientation. This is great, but not so great if you're using it as a remote, because it means that when you're swiping across the screen, it's unpredictable whether it's in landscape or portrait mode. To work around this, I ensure that I lock the screen of my iPhone in portrait orientation before I present. You can do this easily with a feature called Control Center. To access Control Center, just swipe your thumb upwards from the bottom of the screen. Once the menu appears, the lock orientation button is the rightmost button on the top row of the menu. Easy. So, that's my whole presentation set up. Now I'll just give you a few pointers on how I use it. The first thing I like to do is ensure that my first slide is always a plain black slide. 
This means that no one sees my first slide until the very moment I want them to. One reason this can be useful is if you're close enough to your iPad, then you can connect the iPhone before you even have to go up on stage. This can save you some time when you go up there and you don't have to do that embarrassing thing of fiddling around with your equipment while your, the audience are sitting there patiently waiting for you. But it also means that you can flip to your first slide as you walk to the stage. I don't know why I like this so much, but I just think it looks more professional. You're in control of the presentation before you even get on the stage. How cool is that? The final point I make is true whatever presentation software you use. When you practice, practice with the exact same gear that you'll use on the day. Same hardware, same remote, same software, same slides. Okay, you might not have access to the same projector when you're at home, but at least pick up an old computer monitor or connect to your TV to simulate it. Practice as if it's for real. This includes your walk up to the stage. It just makes sure you've nailed down all the logistics of your presentation. Another bit of advice. Think about when you're going to hook up all your gear and when. Are you walking up there with your iPad in your hand or will it already be there ready to go? If you're not sure, then you should probably check that with the event organisers. It's also worth noting that some event organisers won't let you use your own equipment to present your slides. As always, be prepared. Ask in advance. Even if they promise you that you can use your own equipment, be prepared anyway and have your slides in PowerPoint format on a USB stick just in case. I hope you found that useful. Earlier, I said that there are various ways to support the podcast. As previously mentioned, you can go to amberlightapp.com and buy the app. I'd really love it if you could do that. If you don't have an iPhone or iPad, maybe you could recommend it to your friends who do. I assure you, they will not be disappointed. If you haven't got money to spare at the moment, and I perfectly understand, not all of us do, then maybe you could go on Twitter and follow at app and retweet a few tweets, especially the ones about the app or the podcast. There are also Amberlight pages on both Facebook and Google+. So you could go and like those too. That would really help as well. Finally, there is a Patreon page linked in the show notes. If you click on the link, you can choose to give a certain amount of money per episode of this podcast. The amount is entirely up to you. And that's it for this episode. It's a much shorter episode this week only because I am currently preparing for a speech contest this week. So I'm really, really tied up and I thought I'd just do a nice quick short one uh, and keep it simple. Hopefully next week I might even tell you about how the speech contest went. You never know. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. I hope to speak to you again next week. All the best. Bye.